Hello, my name is Ben Brannan, Associate Pastor for Youth and Young Adults here at Second Presbyterian Church. Each year, the youth of the church lead worship. They do everything. They write the liturgy, they lead the music, and the graduating seniors offer the sermons. Each year, I am overwhelmed at their leadership and the many ways they connect biblical scriptures to their lived experience. This year, our theme is We Are One. And I pray that through the word read and proclaimed, our shared identity in Christ draws us closer to each other and to God. For we are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, let the heavenly food of Scripture we are about to receive nourish us today in the ways of eternal life. Help us to rely always on the promises in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our first reading comes from Paul's letter to the Galatian church. Listen for God's word as it comes to us from Galatians 3, verses 23 through 29. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The word of the Lord. Our second reading for today comes from the Gospel of John, John chapter 13, verses 31 to 34. Listen once more for God's word. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now. Where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so must you love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. The word of the Lord. Good morning. My name is Elizabeth Mott, and I'm a senior at Cave Spring High School. Being a senior this year, I have spent lots of time thinking about how my life will change over the next four years and beyond, as I am not sure what school I will be attending in the fall, even though yesterday I was accepted into the University of Virginia. What major I plan on pursuing, or what career path I would like to follow? I know that next year, I will not be able to walk across the hall to my twin sister's room to borrow her clothes or tease her about her day. I know I won't have after youth group coffee trips with my best friend of 15 years, and I won't spend countless hours at Divine Dance Center learning competition dance routines to compete and perform. And I know I will be moving away from this church community, which I hold so dear. I was baptized at this church on Christmas Eve in 2006 attended preschool here where I met one of my lifelong friends, went through Sunday school in the river, and was an angel in the Christmas pageant. Too many times to count. (laughs) 
As I grew up, I joined youth group as a young sixth grader who looked up to the senior highs and thought I would never be as old as them. Well, here I am, just as old as them. I attended many youth group retreats at Massanetta, Clado Lake, and Montreat. I was confirmed in the eighth grade when I made my faith statement through dance. I became involved in youth council in hopes to help younger youth enjoy youth group as much as I had. I survived Zoom youth group and navigated youth group in a pandemic world with masks and outside gatherings. And I saw the comings and goings of different youth ministers as their journeys brought them through Roanoke. Throughout all of this, there is a strong church community at Second Prez, which makes me feel like we are one in the church. It is scary to think about all the unknowns and unexpected turns my life will take in the coming years. But I know I will always have a home in this church and in Christ. I am reassured by the idea that Jesus had to leave his comfort zone, just like I will have to do in the fall. But if I follow the guidance from John 13, 34, love one another as I have loved you, I will be able to find others who are one in the spirit and create a new community around me. I know that next year, as I move to college and meet new people, I will be able to use the lessons of love that I have learned through this church and the lessons of acceptance that I have learned through God to foster friendships and help my new college community thrive. I have seen at this church how people are able to support each other through thick and thin, and I hope to continue this in my future. Christ's everlasting love shows us that despite differences we have with one another, we should try to love them unconditionally. Good morning, I'm Isabel Blackshaw. This past summer, as we were slowly able to reconnect in person, the youth unanimously voted on our theme. We felt like this was a good theme for the year because it felt like, at least at the time, that life was getting back to normal and we would all be together in person again. We are one. That is our youth motto for the year. And when I began to write this sermon, I gave some more thought to its meaning. All of us together form one larger whole, and each larger whole combines to form another larger whole and so on. As I grow older, I find that who I am one with has grown as I grow. My faith journey at Second Pres began when my family moved here in 2006 from Texas, and a priority for us was to find a good preschool for me and my sisters. We found not only the perfect preschool, but also the perfect church. My faith has grown here in many ways over the years. I was baptized as a toddler with my sisters wearing matching blue dresses with pink flowers, in preschool at Second Pres, I learned new things and enjoyed doing activities like playing with Play-Doh and playing on the playground. More importantly, I made lifelong friends. Those friendships have stuck with me because of our common link to this church. In elementary school, I participated in the River and Children's Choir. I became more involved in this church with my Sunday mornings spent learning and in worship, and my evenings spent singing and spending time with friends. In middle school, I started youth group and was confirmed. Being confirmed and becoming an adult member of this church allowed my faith to grow even more through memorizing scripture and doing a faith project. In high school, I've continued to go to youth group on youth retreats and to midweek manna, where I've grown closer to the people in this church. However, one of my favorite things that I've done is gone to Montreat. This is a week filled with worship, new friends, and old friends. I always feel like my faith strengthens so much in this short week. It's where I have met some amazing people and become even closer with the people at this church. At Montreat, the statement, we are one, feels right. 
You start the week only feeling connected to the people from your church, and you leave at the end of the week with a larger circle of friends and faith. Fingers crossed, this summer I will go to the Dominican Republic and have the opportunity to help and meet new people. And even from different countries, with all differences aside, we will still be one. Next year, the people who share in this oneness will grow even more as I go off to college. I don't yet know where I will go, but I know that no matter where I end up, my faith journey so far will stay with me and continue to grow and be a leading thing in my life. I will meet new people that I may have less in common with, but we are still one. It doesn't matter if someone is family, a lifelong friend, a new acquaintance, or unknown to me. We all share one thing. We are all children of God. We are one. Good morning. My name is Ann Faust Bailey. Many of you may know my parents, Russell and Risa Bailey, or my little brother, McClure Bailey. I'm a senior at Patrick Henry High School and Roanoke Valley Governor's School. I've been a member of Second Presbyterian Church since we moved to Roanoke when I was four years old. I attended Sunday school, children's worship and wonder, children's choir, and vacation Bible school religiously, pun intended. When I grew out of some of them, I started coming to youth group and eventually became a leader on the youth council. I also volunteered as a shepherd at Vacation Bible School. I've worked in the church nursery on Sunday mornings for three years, including the pandemic hiatus. And over this past summer, I worked in the two-year-old class at Seconds Preschool. However, this isn't about me. It's about Jesus and his love. When I think of Jesus, I often think of the phrase WWJD, what would Jesus do? In Galatians 3, Jesus says that everyone who is baptized has been clothed in him. When clothed in Jesus' spirit, shouldn't we act like him? He also tells us to look past our differences because we are all one in Christ. In John 13, Jesus tells his disciples that he is leaving and they will never be able to come where he is going, at least not yet. So he leaves them with his last commandment. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. These scripture passages speak to me through my work with children. Every child is different and has unique needs, but in a class with 10 two-year-olds, it can be easy to wish each child was the same. It sure would make keeping up with them easier, right? However, if each kid was the same, I would miss out on the special gifts that God gave each of them. The Galatians passage reminds me that every one of those kids is in the same boat that I am. We are all one in Christ. With that mindset, it becomes easier to follow Jesus' last commandment from John and recognize that everyone is a child of God and loved by God, even the shrieking, crying two-year-old. This attitude can be extended to all people in our lives by giving them grace. In the song Reckless Love by Corey Asbury, God's love is described as overwhelming, never-ending, and reckless. It's interesting to think of God's love as reckless because the word often has a negative connotation. But when describing God's love, reckless means boundless and unconventional, a love that doesn't make sense sometimes. Referring to this love, the song says, I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. 
meaning God loves us forever, unconditionally. Going back to my phrase, WWJD, the kind of love discussed in the song is the love we, as Christians, are called to give to others, even if the two-year-old who's been in timeout twice that day is throwing toys again. We should do what Jesus would do, love everyone regardless. Although I'm not sure where I'll be in the fall yet, I plan to use the strong foundation Second Pres has given me to do what Jesus would do and give Christ-like love to everyone. Hello, my name is Patrick Clevenger, and I'm currently a senior at James River High School. I will be attending Roanoke College where I will continue my athletic and academic careers. I plan on studying mechanical engineering at Roanoke, and I'm excited to continue my basketball career for the next four years. I'm the son of Patty and Todd Clevenger and the brother of Lily Clevenger. I was baptized here at Second Presbyterian Church and was confirmed in my eighth grade year. We are one. That has been the theme our youth group has focused on for our 2021-2022 year as we have discussed the connections we make with others and how we can make everyone feel one in Christ. In the world we live in today, it feels hard to grasp the idea that we are all connected with the Lord. We can feel the most divided we have ever felt in our lifetimes with everything occurring around us, whether it be with our family, friends, or people we have never even met before. We continue to feel divided. However, our goals as Christians is to feel that we are one, regardless of the things happening around us. There are many ways we can make others around us feel connected in the Lord, but the main way is love. As Jesus said in John 13, verses 34 and 35, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. His love has allowed me to make many connections in my life. It has allowed me to see how everyone can truly be one in Jesus Christ. I experienced this connection and love on a recent youth group trip. This past summer, I attended the 2021 Montreat Youth Conference with excitement because it was my first trip with the youth group since the pandemic started, and it was my first trip with Ben and Valerie. The message that we heard from day one was that we were called to connect. Through keynotes and worship, we discussed the connections, disconnections, and reconnections we have felt in our lifetime, and how we were being called to connect with others. My excitement quickly turned to nerves when we were being placed into our small groups. We had nine youth group members from our church on the trip, and we were each placed in a different small group, ranging from 12 to 18 people per group, all from different churches. I was worried that our small group was going to be unable to connect, since we had 15 people that had never met before. As the week progressed, our small group became more acquainted with each other and also grew closer. We participated in different games and activities that allowed us to make a strong connection. The connections, compassion, care, and love everyone showed for each other was evident in each small group in each church youth group. Everyone had truly been called to connect with people, and it allowed everyone at the retreat to feel one in the Lord. In our small groups, after a week of learning and worshiping together, we were asked to compose affirmations or positive statements about each other. One of the affirmations I received mentioned having an inexplicable light. This had me wondering, what is an inexplicable light? 
it is a light that cannot be explained. But for Christians, this light is Jesus Christ and his love. When we accept him, this light will forever shine in our hearts and his love can be shared with others. As we all go through life, we will have experiences that will bring us joy, sadness, confusion, and challenges. Sometimes the light within us may seem dim, but as long as we continue to trust in Jesus, that light will always shine and hopefully brighten the lives of others. Hi, I'm Caroline Moore. I'm a senior at Cave Spring High School and at Burton Center for Mass Communication. You may know me through my parents, John and Claudia Moore, or through my twin sister, Elizabeth, who did a great job preaching earlier this morning. This year's theme, We Are One, is special to me because I've actually suggested it every year since I was 15 in First on Youth Council. <laughs> the song it's inspired by, and they'll know we are Christians by our love or we are one in the spirit, has probably been close to my heart since my first year on youth choir. We have at least practiced singing it every year, and we've even sang it on Youth Sunday before, probably four years ago, but I don't remember the exact time. One of the reasons I love this song is because according to the hymnals, it was first written to be sung by a youth choir during the civil rights movement in Chicago. This makes it even more relevant today while the world is so divided. We must remember that Jesus tried to lead with love, showing appreciation and support for everyone. Regardless of whether they were Jew or Gentile, male or female, everyone is one through Jesus Christ. That kind of unquestioning and boundless love has always made me feel welcome and supported at the church, and more specifically at Second. The message rings through both scripture readings of this morning, which highlights just how boundless God's and Jesus' Jesus's loves are for everyone. Through my time at Second, I have experienced this love in many ways. From being taught basic human knowledge at Second's preschool, to learning the fundamental Bible stories at the river, to being confirmed with my class of 23 people in eighth grade, and to going to youth conferences and manna through youth group. I remember learning about how God's love for David helped him beat Goliath when I was learning about the Bible. More recently, this past summer, I experienced this love at Monterey Youth Conference. I got to experience how everyone is connected through friendships. I was able to become friends with people who live 10 hours away from Roanoke and who I would have never met without God's connection. This church has been able to teach me how to use God's love through service. Although I don't know where I'm going to college in the fall, I plan on majoring in political science or international relations and pursuing those as careers in the future. The message of We Are One and all the lessons taught to me by second will guide my future decision-making and my path in life. Good morning, my name is Sylvia Wardell. I am 16 years old and I am a senior at Patrick Henry High School and Roanoke Valley Governor School for Science and Technology. If you don't know me, you might know my parents, Donna and David Wardell, or my sister, Kara Wardell. I've been attending Second Presbyterian since the third grade, so pretty much since I moved to Roanoke from Freehold, New Jersey. In that time, I have gone to Sunday school, sang in the children's choir. I played Patrick's mom in one memorable Christmas pageant. <laughs> I've gone to the Montreat Music and Worship Conference, participated actively in youth group, gone to Massanetta Springs, been confirmed, went on two Kentucky mission trips, done hunger busters, and much, much more. I also look forward to going to the Dominican Republic and Montreat Youth Conference for the first time this summer. Wow, 
suddenly I'm a senior who has submitted applications to all the colleges I wanted to apply to, and I'm just waiting to hear back from some of them. Time flies. And your senior sermon seems so far away when you're not the one in the pulpit yet. But you know, I've looked at the calendar and I'm graduating in just about four months. As that date gets closer and closer, I see a lot of goodbyes looming on the horizon. The biggest one for me has sort of already happened, but that doesn't make the ones in the future seem any easier. My marching band season at PH ended in October and gosh, that was difficult. There were tears, lots of tears. The marching patriots have a tradition where right before the last competition of the season, we sit everyone down on the band room floor and every senior gets an opportunity to stand up on the podium at the front of the room and thank the band for everything they've gotten out of it and give some wisdom for years to come. As drum major this year, I had the honor of being the last speech and the rallying cry before loading the buses to travel to the competition. In the spring, I, I'll get to give a similar speech for the PH Players Drama Club, Roanoke Valley Children's Choir, and I guess I'm doing my senior sermon right now. But there will also be more subtle, wordless goodbyes, such as leaving the school building for the last time as a student, or even packing up stuff from my bedroom to move into a dorm next fall. Point is, goodbyes are difficult. In the passage from John, Jesus says goodbye to his disciples, his friends, really. And if it's okay with you guys, I'm going to paraphrase real quick. But basically what he says is, guys, I'm leaving. And sadly, you're not coming with me. When I'm gone, I need you to do something for me, okay? I have loved you so much. Please continue to love each other just as much when I'm gone. So, along with being a senior this year, I've had the experience of sitting through and listening to a lot of senior speeches from other people in the past few years. And the thing is, this theme of please keep loving each other when I'm gone is not just something that Jesus said. So many seniors have said words along the lines of, I've loved you guys so much, you've given me so much, please keep that up. And you know, it makes sense, because whether you realize it or not, with so many of these sorts of groups, joining the group comes with a promise you make to love one another. Whether it's auditioning for a musical or joining a church, you agree to get to know people, to support them, and to love them. And let me tell you, at this church, I have felt that love. At every youth group meeting, Sunday school class, worship service, mission trip, and retreat, I have felt the love of a family. So all of you are already really great at this love thing. But just know that if you ever feel alone, you can look for God's love in every person in this congregation, the love of your friends, your family, and anyone else who offers it. And in the spirit of we are one, you should try every day to be that source and that vessel of God's love for others as well. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Phil Smith, and you might know me from my parents, Beth and Jeff Smith, or my grandparents, Phil and Linda Shiner. I was baptized at this church when I was a baby, and I was confirmed in eighth grade here. I'm a senior at Hidden Valley High School, and I will be attending a four-year college in the fall. This church has been a part of my faith for as long as I can remember. I went to preschool here, attended children's choir, and have been a member of the youth group since sixth grade. It feels a little strange to be standing up here after all these years of seeing people I know give sermons, including each of my older sisters, Caroline and Olivia. It is hard to believe I was running around the halls of the preschool downstairs 15 years ago, 
and now I'm here preaching on Youth Sunday. This year in youth group, our theme has been We Are One, which was decided in a youth council meeting back in August. As I was brainstorming for this sermon, I was struck by Paul's words to the Galatian church. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. These words spoke to me deeply and provided me a strong blueprint for writing this sermon. God sees nothing to divide us, as we are all one in Him. This verse brought me back to some previous trips I have been on with this church and the themes that those trips have put in place. Several weeks before we decided our youth council theme, I also went to the Montreat Youth Conference, and the theme was called to connection. Each day, there was a focal point of connection, and the one that reminds me most of our youth theme was how every Christian is interconnected through God. No matter who we are or where we are from, we can all relate to each other through our faith in God. While there, I formed several friendships with people I would have never even thought to speak with, and it's all because of our relationship with Christ. If I had not met these people, I would have been a different person than I am today. They even helped me on my search for colleges, opening my eyes to other academic opportunities outside of Virginia, and ultimately helped me decide that this fall I will attend. Just kidding, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Just want to see my parents react to that. <laughs> In all seriousness, I've spent the last few weeks trying to find places where people form bonds that make them act as one. And the most common place that I found was sports. I have played basketball for my school throughout high school. And this season, my coach has implored us to see each other as family and treat each other like brothers. When we take the floor, we act as one family, not five individuals. That change in mindset has resulted in a much closer locker room and better relationships between players. A more prominent example of this story I saw last week about Duke basketball freshman A.J. Griffin. UNC fans might want to cover their ears after last night. <laughs> Duke basketball has a similar theme of family. They call themselves the Brotherhood because of the connection that each player feels to each other and to the program. A.J. is a projected first-round pick in the NBA next year and considered one of the best freshmen in all of college basketball. But more importantly, he is a devout Christian and a strong believer in God. Since he arrived at Duke, he has been posting TikToks of scripture readings proclaiming God's word, and in the past month, he has started a team Bible study. AJ not only brought his team closer together, but he also brought them closer to God. Now they are not only one family for Duke basketball, but they have formed a brotherhood under God. His ability to remain humble and spread the words to other superstars in their own right truly impresses me, and I'm sure he is making God proud. During my time as a member of the youth group, there has been several instances where I felt very close with God, and a place that often, where that often happens is on the Clater Lake Youth Retreat. That weekend is full of fun. We get to play manhunt, swim in the lake, zipline, rock climb, and this year we even got to tube on the back of B.T. Fitzpatrick's jet ski. Even though the weekend is so much fun, those moments do not stick with me as much as the morning worship service by the lake. In moments of prayer, when we sit in silence, you can hear the sounds of nature all around you. The gentle lapping of the water against the rocks, birds chirping, the wind brushing off all the trees around us. 
It is in these moments I feel that all the youth are one with nature, and in that we are all one with God. We then have communion, breaking bread among our church family, marking the culmination of our weekend of worship. I know that this fall will be a scary yet exciting time for my fellow seniors and I. And while we will be entering a new stage of our life, I encourage us to remember that even when we are overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, or homesick, this church will welcome us back as family and that we are one under God. Second Presbyterian, finding direction by following Jesus.